Welcome to the March 3rd edition of the PFF Forecast. This is going to be a good one. I can already feel it. Uh, we've got a bunch of good stuff here. We're going to talk about a boxing match, apparently, between Eric and I. We're going to talk about J.J. Watt, the Bears quarterback situation. We're going to guess the win totals for the NFC West. And we have mean mock draft tweets for the end of the podcast. It's going to be awesome. Let's rock. George, I thought the funniest thing we talked about, obviously, before the podcast was my the, my impromptu boxing matches as a high schooler. But we, no, you finished it off really funny. So I noticed every once in a while, I you know take an interest in George. I say, George, your beard look looks uh, less full today. Sure. Did you get it cut when you were in DC? You said, you know, of course, you're like, no, I'm, I, you're a D, D, Y, you know, do, do it yourself. yourself. Yeah, yeah. Like with, with your beard. But the, 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 uh, reason you gave me was that when you have so a big beard, you allow yourself to, you let yourself go a little bit. Yeah. And the, and the, 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 the chin you can have a, a fatter face. You do. I look as somebody who has had various gradations of fat faces, I can, I, I know. Um, so <laughs> I mean, look, it's all about preparing yourself for summer because summer's coming. I know, I you know. Summer in Cincinnati. Yeah, summer in Cincinnati. The, the thing about Cincinnatians oh, um, the is thing. that they're discerning people in the summer. If you come out of here without your A game, and we and true last summer, you know, we're, we're coming up on the pandemic, you know, right. one-year anniversary. Last summer, like, how many times did you go downtown? Like, thrice? I was, like, I was a staple yeah. at the Ohio River Banks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was me. <laughs> um, all right, we're off to a good start. Let's talk about – so you were on a, a panel um, for – was it University of Michigan mm -hmm. Analyst Club? I overheard you as I was walking in. And you said they asked you who you would want to uh, fight at PFF. And you chose me. I'm honored uh, yeah, personally. Yeah. Um, well, here's the thing. Everybody else wouldn't do it. Well, everyone else would get butt hurt, and it would get you know. I yeah. think we'd get the right amount of competitive as we do on the basketball court, mm -hmm. without like actually wanting to kill each other. At least after the fact. But here's my question. Okay, let's say we boxed. What okay. are what are the odds on that? So so here's I think if you would have asked the same question six weeks ago, I would have made you uh, three to minus three hundred minus four hundred. Okay, keep going. Um, I do have reach and I you am have, strong. You have reach and you have what a, a large amount of weight on me. I do. And I'm strong. Yeah. I, I can, you know, but until I started like getting back in the gym, I probably would have keeled over after two punches. I have, you know, I have worked on my cardio over okay. the last six weeks. I think that that's really, that was always the thing. So in basketball, you are more skilled than I am. But it's not that distant. But what you and and I am pretty athletic for a big guy. But the where you got me was after you know if the game extended to fifteen points or so, I, I you know I got a little gas. You got a little, I would get gas at the end. To me, that was like in boxing, like that's an underrated part of it. Oh, it's a huge part of it. You know, so 
I, I would put you still as a favorite, but I don't. But I think there's obviously. So you're like, saying you've closed the gap a little bit. I've closed the which gap I a little find, bit, but you're still a favorite. Which I kind of, I am shocked that you would make me a favorite because I would think that reach and uh, weight. You are the most competitive person I know. So like, it, oh, I would, I would so, be very. But here, here's the thing, I would have to knock you out. This is true. You know, you know, That's it, a very good point. You know, like. It Which masks. I would, but you would know that going in. Yes, I'm a little nervous but already just I thinking would, about it. I would, I would be. It would be like sprinting for me. Like I would take some real big swings. Yeah. So if we went, if we went 12 rounds, I would. I, you know, I might not even die. I might. <laughs> I'd be. I'd be minus. My goal would to be die. to make it to the 12th round yeah. and and not die. This would be. This is now. You know what I'm, I'm saying? Like, and so that you know that that's the calculus now. Now, I was you know. I think that would that would be the only reason why I picked you as the boxing person because everybody else it's kind of like, well they're not as competitive so it's not as fun either right yeah Austin's competitive although he's he's a lot less so than you are like Austin and Austin has a has a mean streak here's the interesting yeah. one is if you did like the tail of the tape <laughs> with us two it'd be so <laughs> funny <laughs> like battling Steve you know like reach. Uh, how many pounds do you have on me right now? I probably weigh. Have you weighed yourself recently? Two forty. Oh my god. Yeah, I'm big. Yeah, you. Former got, tight end. Yeah, you've got me. Back down to my college amount. tight end weight, though. So I'm like. Trendy. When's the last time? When would the last time be that someone giving seventy pounds was a favorite in a fight? It That's would be a long. Be that long. can't happen. It'd be a long time. So maybe, maybe. But here's the other thing. I'm just not a good fighter. Like, I haven't boxed since 11th grade when I boxed my now brother-in-law in the backyard in of my friend's house. Yeah, in our fight All right, club. we got to set this up, and we've got we've got to take some bets. This will be a lot of fun. Yeah. We'll wear the headgear, and hopefully I don't The last die. bet that I lost where, uh, physically was, of course, the, the that I could push press 225 pounds. Yes. And I got to, what, like 210? <laughs> And and yeah, had I won to that wear bet. the and had to wear the uh, the cutoff. I don't think I'm going to agree to a cutoff on on the on the uh, podcast this time. Yeah, that was a that was a mistake by you, but it's okay. You can't win them all. I got close. You did get close. Oh, yeah. All right. Let's talk. <laughs> let's talk about the Bears quarterback situation because we were we were doing this whole calculus of okay, who are the teams that either don't have a quarterback right now or at their current draft slot are probably out of reach of a quarterback and it's like okay the broncos and you know some broncos fans like no no we do have a quarterback you, you, okay i'm sure but at least you're in a position where at you know with the top 10 pick you could get your quarterback yeah the bears don't have a quarterback and they're at 20 so like what what are the bears what could the bears do I mean, do we do we start a new segment called Pie Chart of Possibilities? I mean, you know I love pie, but okay, let's do it. So, Bears fans are going to hate me for this, but I think there's a 33% chance that Mitch Trubisky is a starting quarterback week one. 33? Mm-hmm. Thirty-three. So I mean, he's taken him to the playoffs two two out of three years, George. He's the MB- MVP. He's the MVP. Man. He's bad, but he's not like trip over your own feet all the time bad, is he? But don't you think about if Nagy and Pace are sitting there and they go, hey, we run it with Mitch again. Like, don't you feel like they could buy themselves a little bit of time if they get a, medi- a little bit of 
even if it's small, a little bit better play from another quarterback and be like, look, no. there's no, no, like, okay, I, I'm gonna, I'm going to, I'm going to give you some some thinking here, that that I think comes stems from there, um, that might that might play into their thought process. Like I said, I think it's a three to one, so I don't think it's a, uh, the fa- you know favorite, but six and three as a starter, sixty seven percent completion. About seven yards of pass attempt, which yeah, you know used the, to used down to, the stretch, right? Used they played, to, yeah. used to qualify as league average. Mm-hmm. Sixteen touchdowns, eight interceptions, two to one touchdown interception ratio. God, you can see it already, right? Because because in two thousand eighteen, he had a sixty six point six percent completion percentage, twenty four touchdowns, twelve picks, two to one ratio. Made the playoffs that year. I mean, if they're six and three, the full starts are really what killed them last yeah. year. I mean, none of us Man. are saying this, right? But if you're the Bears, and it was all the offensive line, they just you know to sit there I mean? and like, draft a tackle. Like we I said, I'm not doing this, 20. but I'm trying to get into the mind of one. Okay, pace. So keeping Mitch Trubisky, you have is 33. Yes. I, I think it's a little bit less. I'm going to go 25. percent Okay, but okay. still high. I it's I still, still think high. it makes a lot of Bears fans nervous as hell. It would make me nervous as hell. I, for one, am rooting for that. Okay, I would like to see. Mm-hmm. I would like to enjoy another year of Mitch Trubisky. Um, okay, what's the next option? The next option is a is a mid tier veteran. A mid tier veteran. So I'm talking about the likes. I'm talking Teddy B. I'm talking about Jameis Teddy, like somebody like that. A mid tier veteran. I think that that price. So I Cam. Think Cam. Who had better yards per attempt last year uh, than Big Ben? Um, I'm thinking you. that's about a. I think that's about a fifty-fifty shot. That's what I was leaning towards too. And you know, maybe there's some guys in there that we aren't, are, that we're not thinking about who could be an option. And I'll throw it out there. I was thinking about this. What about Jimmy G? Mm-hmm. You know, he's I, got I, some Chicago looks to him. You know, he's tough guy. Town. He he went to school in Chicago, yeah. in Illinois. Um, and I think Nagy would value what Jimmy could bring to the table for yeah. his offense. If I think if Nagy knows what, what he's going into beforehand, he's a very good offensive coordinator. The year that he tried to make Mitch into a real NFL quarterback is where they failed. It was a real struggle. <laughs> yeah, it didn't work out so well. I, I, don't th- I wouldn't write that off. I think Teddy Bridgewater, a decent shot. But let me ask you this. What's more... Because I've thought about this as a as a Niners fan. If you're a Bears fan, what's more depressing, a mid tier veteran or Mitch again? I think Mitch again. I think it's Could, why because you have no hope. I think it's Mitch again. Yeah, because yeah. at so, least with someone else, you're like galaxy braining yourself well, to like, what if they have a career year? Right. So there was a year in 2012. You remember the year Adrian Peterson rushed for 2,000 yards, and Ponder had like maybe one and a half good games. Yeah. And they went into Ponder in 2013. And it was like the first game. You're like, oh fuck, he doesn't have it. The defense sucks. This, this is, and you're fifth. You're staring 15 games down the barrel, right. and you're like, this sucks. Whereas at least, right, if you go Teddy or you go, you know, Jameis or you go Jimmy G or you go um, Andy Dalton, for fuck's sake. Like if you go one of those guys, Dear God. then then you're at least saying, okay, like. You know, it's sort of like with Vikings fans when they sign Matt Castle. It's like, okay, this guy sucks, but at least he's different than what what you had before. Um, okay, I can get on board with that. That's a, I'll give that fifty percent as well. 
Maybe it's a little high though, because I said thirty three percent. So you you did twenty five. So I'll go forty percent. So okay. I'm up to seventy three point three percent. Yeah, I'm at seventy five right now. What's the what's the next option? Okay, the next option is drafting a quarterback at twenty or trading up to draft a quarterback. I mean, there there won't be a quarterback available at twenty that you're considering as a first round. Pick. Well, that, we were talking about yeah. this off air. If a quarterback. Like, if you think a quarterback is good and you can't trade up four spots or five spots, and I, I'm guessing the, the place that people are looking at, the pivot point here, would be the Niners at 12 mm -hmm. and the Patriots at 15. So if you're the Bears and you like Mac Jones, you are trading up ahead of those teams, mm -hmm. right? And, and if a guy falls to that point, that means that you didn't like him that much. And in a league right now where it's very clear, look, the best quarterbacks in the NFL right now, teams went up and got, okay? So there's that narrative around them too with Allen, Mahomes, Watson. I just don't think you're staying at 20 and drafting a guy worthy of being a first-round pick unless, unless they go with potentially future guest on the, on the forecast, Chris Sims, who has Kellen Mond up there highly. And you're like, you have a contrarian view and you take a guy there. Um, I am going to say that's a that has a low chance of happening. Well, I I think they're still reeling off of the Trubisky trade and the and the uh, yeah. Khalil Mack trade I'm where they're, go. they're not going to want to give up that many. So I have twenty five percent left. I'm guessing we have what one more option mm -hmm. after this. Um, I'm going to go ten percent. I'm going to go seven point seven percent to get me to eighty total so far. Okay. Pie chart of possibility. I'm at 85. The remaining 20% is the likelihood that they surprise people and get Watson, Wilson, or Prescott. I'm putting Prescott out I'm there. Putting Prescott out. Prescott's there. different because he's a free agent, likely. Yeah. But okay, let me. So now I want to change my 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 pie here because if you're Deshaun Watson, the Bears aren't on your list, right? If you're Deshaun Watson, the Bears... They traded up to take Mitch Trubisky instead of you. Yeah, but are, do you have like animosity towards them? Or do you do you play the game last year where you lost to them 33-7? to seven, You're like, oh, this team would be good if they had me. Yeah, let, let them right or wrong here. I just figure he can choose his team, and that wouldn't be a team I'd choose. Um, I'm, I'm not going to go back on what I said, though, and I'm going to stick with 15% that they trade for a guy. I'm very interested. One of the bigger guys, yeah. I'm very interested. Yeah, yeah, sorry. I'm very interested in what they could do to potentially get Russell Wilson. Like, could you convince Pete Carroll and the defensive-minded Seahawks, who had no pass rush, that, like, Khalil Mack, it's actually Khalil Mack that you need? Would you put, I mean, would you put. Even saying what that. What price would you put on. Khalil Mack, Jalen Johnson, and two ones? Jesus. Would you, what would you put a price on the. The Seahawks um, actually trading him. I, I put it almost zero. I mean, I, yeah, I it's it. so I can't imagine yeah. them trading him. I I don't know. Um, and you're giving so you're giving that what percentage? After saying that, I, but I still think twenty. I I think Dak is an underrated possibility to be a free agent. You know, or yeah. or through the franchise tag, you can get you can acquire him somehow. You know, what would you what would it take? 
Because the tough thing for the Cowboys is then they're like, who's their quarterback? Yeah, but that was the tough thing last year too. Yeah, but like, you can't go from Dak to Dal- Dalton. Like you've got to at least have a viable option. But Dallas is picking in the top 12, right? True. Maybe they go rookie. Yeah. That would be fascinating. Well, whatever they get for Prescott, they could use to, to move up to get somebody like Wilson or Fields. I mean, Fields is going at eight if you if you look at the NFL.com actually, analytics model. That's actually a fascinating thought. So if you're, because I, I was thinking, I was listening to um, uh, Alan Robinson, who was a phenomenal. Interview. By the way, Chris, total boss, wearing a Callaway hat, like literally at the at the clubhouse at the golf he, course. He, he was, was on the he out. was on the first tee <laughs> while doing the interview. But it was, so it was Chris, Richard Sherman, Alan Robinson on the Chris Collinsworth podcast this week, and. Alan Robinson was basically saying that he had scouted every rookie or soon to be rookie quarterback. He was like, yeah, I watched Trevor Lawrence's uh, um, pro day. Like who, who the hell does that? But he was talking about these guys and you can tell there's a real feeling among NFL players that there are three, maybe four guys. And he was talking about Mac Jones, how much he liked him talking about Trey Lance, that these guys could come in and be players right away. And you're seeing this more often. So I'm going to make a, I'm going to make the case that maybe the Cowboys are better off doing that. I don't know, man. I Look, a lot of the questions we had about Prescott last year were how answered. Com- how confident are you that Dak Prescott has top five quarterback in his possible five, range of outcomes? I mean, outcomes? he was playing that way early in the season. And they didn't have a good offensive line for a lot of that time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, two of his wide receivers were quite young. Um, I would say he was Zeke gave him nothing. I would say though that he was fringe top five at the beginning of the season. Like it's a uh, yeah, he was stupid good at the beginning of the season before he broke his ankle. Like that was, um, but you're right. I mean, there's always these questions about because I mean he's holding out for the bag at this point. Like, yeah, you're and, he not, got, and he should. You're not getting. But would you rather would you rather bring in Justin Fields and have him for five years? You know, Cowboys nineteen million under the cap. So you look at the Cowboys and you go, "Are the Cowboys a say the Cowboys get Dak yeah. back? Are they a Super Bowl contender? No, right? Only be, the only reason they're a Super Bowl contender is that they have an offense that can compete with anybody, and and they they That's play a in a dog shit claim, division man, to say they're a Super Bowl contender. Because th- th- I think the point that I would make is they actually have a long ways to go. To be well, maybe not a long ways, but they have a little ways to go to be a Super Bowl contender. There's only two teams in the NFC that have more salary cap space than they do. Okay, so say they say they traded and they let's say they found a way to get Justin Fields. Okay, yeah. So you bring in Justin Fields. You look at Justin Fields and you go, man, mobile quarterback, yeah, yeah. accurate. Well, he's strong. Like he has a stronger arm than Dak. You know, runs like Cam Newton. Okay, you put him back there. Probably. Now you have all this flexibility. Yeah. You go sign a pass rusher. You can you can sign some offensive it's line. It's sort of like dacking Dak because Dak was so Dak was so valuable to Dallas because they because he was free because he was basically free and not that not that Fields will be free but it'd be freer you know and, and then if you're Dallas then you you sort of do some things to sort of shore up the defense because like that was what so, so somebody in the comments the other day was saying like. Or you're going to go Dallas and get another another wide receiver. It's like, do you think that one draft pick would have made Dallas's defense representable last year? No. Like, well, if it was a defensive coordinator, if you have to build, if you if your defense sucks, it takes more than one player to make it 
okay. Or it takes a lot of luck or sure. the lack of bad luck um, to, to make it. And so how does Dallas do that? Well, they, uh, they keep the money that they were going to pay Prescott and they, they, they build around him. Now, the hard part is, is like, it's just so wrong, right? Yeah. Like they, they franchise tag him and he gets hurt uh, and, and then they just let him go. And it's like, well, okay. I, you know, sending Dak Prescott to Chicago and then that, I think in, in hearing Allen Robinson talk, it sounded like the two quarterback thing for Chicago was an absolute travesty. Mm -hmm. And uh, he was very kind to his former quarterbacks, kinder than he should have been. But like you would assume that means Allen Robinson is like, okay, I'll come back to Chicago now. And now you've got, like, he may legitimately have as good of, if not a better chance of winning in Chicago than the Cowboys do. That's actually a great question. Yeah, yeah. Like, if you're Dak Prescott and you're looking at the, the Cowboys or the Bears, the Bears have a, a defense. Mm -hmm. They have a, an offensive mind. You know, I, I don't know that you would say Nagy or McCarthy are significantly better than one another. No. And you have some receiving weapons. Now, obviously, uh, Dallas's are better. Who has a better chance of winning? But Dak with the Cowboys or Dak with the Bears? Uh... Both divisions are not trending very well. Um, I mean, the NFC East really sucks. Yeah, the NFC North is going to really suck soon. Um, it's going to be the Packers with Rodgers, however long he lasts. Yeah. Right, no no wide receivers. I mean, no. What do you have to give up for Dak? So say it's a tag and trade. Is 20? 20 is not enough. Given that the contract is that big and Dak is considered a rung below Watson, take what you offer for Watson and probably cut it in half. Plus, the contract is going to be more expensive than Watson because it's signed a year later. Mm -hmm. um, so what do you think it is? I mean, I would probably say two ones. So a tw the 20th pick and another one? Probably some more. Yeah, 20th pick doesn't – once you know that that pick has a number attached yeah, yeah. to it, it doesn't seem that high. So maybe it's two ones and, like, a, a future two or something like that. I don't know. Like, it's not as much. Like, it's also – I think the league views Prescott – less they definitely do like if he would have played Especially out the string last year he's probably dallas is has the biggest egg on their face of all time because they probably go nine and seven win the nfc east if he plays out the string and and like that team is garbage still without you know with him and they pay him the 45 million a year or whatever he's going to end up making and they have no resources to do anything else like I, it, it's weird the way yeah, it worked out. I would go check out the quarterback annual and take a look at how good Dak was in limited uh, amount of playing time last year. It was eerily Deshaun Watson-esque in that he was playing really well and his team was losing football games. Mm -hmm. So it's a good conversation. All right, we're going to get to the NFC win totals and division odds here in a second. But before I do, I got to tell you where you can go actually bet on them. And that place is DraftKings and the DraftKings Sportsbook app. In fact, they have division odds up there right now. You might want to open up the app because I think there's a huge value. We're going to talk about that in a second. But also happening this weekend, UFC 259, the Ultimate Fighting Championship, and it's action-packed. There are three title fights. And if you use the promo code PFF when you sign up on the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now, you get 100 to 1 odds for either fighter in any fight to land a punch. They just have to land a punch. The chances of them not landing a punch are astronomically low. So you basically get $100 and then you can go spend that $100 on the right team in the NFC West to bet on. You can 
you can profit. So go do that. They also have tons of great odds boosts uh, for NBA and, and hockey and soccer and all that stuff. So go download the app, use promo code PFF. When you sign up, get 100 to one odds. You bet a dollar, win 100. If any fighter in a fight lands a punch in UFC 259. You must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, Michigan, or Virginia are the only places. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. In Virginia, 888-532-3500. Also, at PFF.com right now, there's a ton of good stuff for you. If you are preparing for free agency or the draft, we've got you covered. PFF Edge subscription gets you access to all the premium content, the PFF Draft Guide, the Top 200 Free Agency Board, and the PFF Big Board with all of our rankings for every player uh, at every position that is in the draft. It's the best place to go prepare yourself. And if you're looking forward to gambling next year, by the way, the Elite subscription will have you, you it'll give you the props tool and all the betting dashboards plus the DFS optimizer. Just go to pff.com right now, get yourself a subscription. It'll carry you through the entirety of next football season. Make it happen. All right, now, the NFC West win totals. Uh, all right, let's talk NFC West here. JJ Watt, Cardinals, and we're gonna guess the win totals of the NFC West. Um, I'll set the table here by reading the division odds which I have to I have to admit here, okay? I guess the win totals, I go, okay, based on my win totals, here's who I think should be the favorite in the NFC West. And I was wrong. <laughs> here are the odds on DraftKings.com. The Arizona Cardinals are five to one. The Seattle Seahawks are three to one. Yep. My San Francisco 49ers are two to one. And the favorite to win the NFC West is the Los Angeles Rams at plus 180. So let's start with the Cardinals. Yeah. <laughs> what did you think their win total? I have all of these teams will be at 500 or better. I have the Cardinals starting at eight flat. Okay. I wrote should be eight, will be nine. Ugh. I I I'm telling you, man. I told I texted you this last night. I know. Slack to this. We're gonna bet the Cardinals I under know, win total. I know, I know. You know it. They were 8-8 eight and eight last year with the Hale Murray with a lot of really, really good play from Kyler Murray. Not on only that, ground. but that Sunday night game where Metcalf was streaking down the sideline. True. D David Moore. Great point. Yeah. So that, they're, they're a 6-10 and 10 team without luck. And I think that they're – I don't know. So so here's the things that are contributing. this. So J.J. Watt comes and signs with the Cardinals. He gets 15.5 mil per year. Brad Spielberger, who is – he and Jason um, – over the cap, OTC, um, are the two best at what they do. And he thought that the contract should be about 12 and a half mil. Okay, you got Kyler Murray on a rookie deal, whatever. But the idea that J.J. Watt is going to play like a $16 million a year pass rusher is a little overblown at this point. And or is it worth it? Like, I, I mean, but th I think that's the point. It's like people are going to look at the number – Look at the name on the jersey and be like, yes, he's going to bring all of that, you know, locker room presence. And it's like, okay, well, he brought that to Houston and they sucked. Locker room talk. So you have that. I think there's over – people are overrating the Watt, are going to overrate the Watt uh, signing. And here's the other thing I think they're still really overrating. Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah. Well, Cliff – I was talking about this on, on Beast the other day. Cliff, Cliff was – Cliff got them from – 
like half of a yard per play worse than the next best team in twenty in twenty eighteen to like twentieth. Mm-hmm. I think Cliff's good at that. It remains to be seen if Cliff is good enough to beat. Because that's the thing. If you run a, a competent offense in the NFL, there's so many bad defenses that you can like kind of central limit True. theorem your way to like 18th. It takes a little bit more to become a good offense, right? Like a, a going from like 18th to like 10th, mm-hmm. 10th to 5th, 5th to 1st. Like that takes some skill. And I'm just – I'm skeptical that Kingsbury – can do that. Kyler Murray, I'll also point this out. So Kyler Murray, grade from a clean pocket, was 17th of 32 quarterbacks. Grade under pressure was 8th. Now, he was so good at scrambling around last year. He got hurt. We saw that really, you know, fail him um, towards the end of the year. So you worry about that. But here's where I'm really nervous. 130 passer rating on 20-plus yard throws. Phenomenal. Okay, he, threw, he throws a really nice deep ball. 72 pass rating on throws between 10 and 19 yards downfield. We've talked about this. The intermediate area of the field, he just does not win. And that's, that's you concerning. You have to hit doubles in the NFL. Like, I was writing this about Trey Lance. Trey Lance had more yards during his start at, at his year starting at NDSU over 20 yards in the air than 10 to 19. Yeah. Herbert almost had more yards last year from 20 plus than 10 to 19 like those are red flags this and this is the last thing i'll say about kind of where i think there's value here on the under will be value on the under um remember when we did the lamar jackson or kyler murray who would you rather have the number of people that said kyler murray was astounding there's the fantasy football darling narrative that's out there that i think right now is legitimately like public sentiment that that moves things and um so i think it's going to be nine i think we're going to bet the under all right i mean you have to dude did you know this by the way so the the st louis cardinals moved to phoenix in 1988 became the phoenix cardinals the phoenix cardinals never had a winning season the arizona cardinals went that that franchise went from moving to phoenix in 88 to 2007 one winning season in 20 years they they deserve a winner george i just don't know if it's going to be this year okay let's go to um Let's go to the Seahawks, who are three to one at DraftKings, and I thought they should have been the favorite. I have their win total. I think their win total will be ten uh, in the market. I said nine and a half. I said should be nine and a half, but will be ten. Oh, okay. I think it'll be nine and a half. I think. Remember the Seahawks for the two years, eighteen and nineteen, where they were basically at nine, nine and a half, eight and a half. I think was it was in eighteen. Yeah, it was nine and a half last year. They won 12 games, and I'll mention this. They played 11 one-score games, yeah. <laughs> mo- most in the division by a mile. They went eight and three in one-score games. Yeah. So, you know. But I think the market in the NFL is sharp, though. I do think that, that they will regress that. Yeah. I-, I think you're right that it will be under 10, clearly. I-, I think they should be the favorite in this division, and I don't understand I why they're not. You. And I am, go- I, you know, three to one, like – Yes. I, they're not trading Russell Wilson. They're going to get him some help. Like, if anything, I see those that, that you know, passive-aggressive trade demand as being a reason to make them the favorite. Passive-aggressiveness works. That's why people do it. Yes. <laughs> That's a great point. Well, it works. I would actually – I'm going to push back on that. Passive-aggressiveness works 
ultimately at creating a really terrible relationship. Yes, of course. But, but, but the, it extends ex- yeah, it extends it extends things. No, I, I, I was most jo- mostly joking, but I agree. Where is it here? I see it on this book. I, I see it as plus 248. So, yeah, you're getting a value, by the way, if you go to our friends DraftKings go and bet do it. that number. Um, Are there any – so I, I do think, though, that there's a legitimate path to the Seahawks um, becoming – a lot better because of the passive aggressive trade demand. Yeah, of course. Because they have gotten, they believe run first. I don't need that many wide receivers. Like if they went out and invested in a number two wide receiver, Tyler Lockett's now, how much better do you feel about your team if Tyler Lockett is your number three? I was having a conversation, the guy that was cutting my hair asked me about the Seahawks and I go, Tyler Lockett is not a number two. I, I, you convinced me. And you know how you know this? Because he'll blow up one game and then disappear. Exactly. He's perfect as a three. But as a three, you love that. Because yeah. when, when your three wide receiver has three touchdowns, you're ecstatic. When he has one catch or seven yards, it doesn't matter. It, it, but the thing is, is you count on your one and two to be to consistent be most games. You do not count on your three. But And, and that's it's hard to say that because you know folks got after us about that in the comments. But, like, Lockett is a 1,000-yard receiver. Like, he's great. But his production is, like – and he doesn't stay healthy either. You look first half, second half splits. Like, his yards per out run are, like, twice as many first half of the year, second half of the year because he breaks down. I would also say that's because they have to overuse him. Yeah, yeah. Early on. To, right, that Cardinals game was a perfect example where Patrick Peterson shut Metcalf down. And so they had to use Lockett all game. And it, and it, it for, for one, didn't work in that game because they lost. But ultimately it had – a price to pay down the stretch go look at the bucks the bucks had three number ones out there and it worked out decently well and mike evans by the way one of the most selfless number one receivers in the history of the nfl and took took a a, you know one i would imagine he's pretty happy that he won a super bowl despite the fact that he had probably his worst statistical year in a long time and and that and that's kind of what it requires you know what i'll tell you about that is mike evans is in a good position where no one's ever going to doubt his value And he's, Heinz Ward was like that too. He's going to be a player that other players are going to want to come play with. Yeah. Heinz That's Ward for the Steelers was like think that. There about were that. Years How where... valuable will it be when your alpha guy, other good wide receivers, like Allen Robinson talked about this. He goes, I wouldn't mind going to play with another great receiver. Mm-hmm. But there are certain receivers that that's probably not the case for. Um, yeah. Okay, let's go to the 49ers who are two to one. Um, what did you put their number at? Eight and a half. That's what I had, and I said eight and a half probably should be eight. So they were eight and a half going into 2019. Yep, and And they were ten and a half last year. Right, and I think, but eight and a half going into 2019 where a lot of the same characteristics were the same. You know, Mm -hmm. Jimmy G coming back from injury, defense still pretty good, although, you know, a little bit of atrophy Losing Sherman, they're going to have to replace him. Losing Salah as well, Yep, but probably better offensively than going in – like yeah, Ayuk, Sandy, Kittle, 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 Kittle emerging as the best tight end or second best tight end in the league. Now Trent Williams was possibly, the best left tackle yeah, in the not. NFL, and he's gone. Yeah, I guess he and David Bakhtiari. Um, eight and a half feels right. I am not. If you had to bet one side of that, even uh, juice both sides. Under, but I but I think you always bet unders in these things. Yeah, um, in Kashan and I trust. The number eight and a half. I wouldn't like if, if you Jimmy, just went and bet the bet your favorite team at eight and a half. 
like I wouldn't be like, oh, that's a dog shit bet. Whereas there's the next team we're going to talk about. If you bet yes. over on them, you're, you're I high. cannot wait for this. <laughs> um, but I'll say this. If J- you can believe that Jimmy G is not a Super Bowl winning quarterback and still also believe that if he is healthy, which he certainly was not last year, if he is healthy, then Kyle Shanahan with that offense is getting them to nine wins. Yeah, Jimmy G, you just have to deal with a couple of clunkers every year. But if you sort of if if you put him in the sweet spot of that offense, like he's fine. Like you know, it, it's and and he like could he should have won a Super Bowl. Like it, it, he's good enough to win a Super Bowl with not because of but with for sure. The Los Angeles Rams are the favorite to win the NFC West after trading Jared Goff and uh, more number one picks for Matthew Stafford. What uh, I will go first here. Um, I, so I said they will be, it will be nine and a half, should be eight and a half. I said will be 10. <laughs> like it's going to be 10. It is going to be 10. They were a 10 win team last year. It's going to be 10. And they, you're right. Everything else, you hold everything else constant, George, you add a quarterback. I mean, it has to, it's got to be 10. It, they're the favorite in one of the, in the best division in the NFL. It's going to be 10. And not only, well, not a minus num- money favorite, not a not a, uh, a right, majority right, right. favorite, but still a, a relatively decent favorite. I, it's weird, but I yeah I can see it. This division is going to be fun, by the mm-hmm. way. And there's still an outside chance, I think, that the Niners make a move at quarterback, either for a rookie or um, or for Deshaun Watson, um, which would make. So I want to ask you this: If the Niners get Deshaun Watson. Um, assuming they p- do pay a pretty hefty price, what they become the favorite, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And what, I, what would you I put would their say, win total? Can you on? imagine the the? Well, okay. If I was a Rams fan, I would be so pissed if San Francisco got Watson. Yeah. Because yeah. like, and I, they probably won't be. They'll probably be like, oh, we're fine. Yeah, we we're got, fine. We we're got yeah, Matt yeah. Stafford. Like it's like this. Have you seen that no look throw? They're putting on a brave face, yeah, right? Yeah. But if the Niners get Watson, you should be pissed. Because you went from the favorite for you know for what it's worth to like you're pro you're you're a distance from San Francisco. So we have San Francisco at eight and a half wins right now. If they get Deshaun Watson, I would say that their total should ten be half. ten and a half. Yeah. Now you say, okay, well that's two wins. And look, I think the difference between Deshaun Watson and Jimmy G is probably more like two and a half wins um, difference, but. That that doesn't mean that you move the number. Yeah. Watson at his best as that last year's Watson's best year, and and you sort of have to regress that a little bit to make to make the number make sense. Plus, eleven's absurd. Eleven's absurd. Eleven's absurd that, that's for a team. More that, of the point, it, like that you haven't seen do it before. That said, I would if it if they got Watson and it went to ten and a half, I am not I'm not betting the over, but I'm not betting no, the under. No, 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 no. <laughs> Um, uh, ten and a half was a great under bet last year, especially when Debo got hurt. Oh, and people hated us for it. Yeah. It's like, come on, defensive regression, guys. You've got to yeah. see that coming. And that's the other thing with the Rams, Rams here is they were the best team in EPA per play allowed last season. Brandon Staley, is he's legitimately a savant with defensive schemes, yeah. and he's gone. And if you think that some guy's going to come in and, like, take the playbook and be like, yeah, I made a copy before you left, yeah, we're yeah. good, you're high. That's never worked. Never. Like, oh, Steve Sarkeesian's taking <laughs> go, over for Shanahan. Go listen to Running Brandon, the same offense. Go listen to Brandon Staley talk. He was on the Chris Collinsworth podcast with Sherman. Go listen to him talk, and if you think that guy's replaceable, I mean, 
get yourself tested. In my call, like and I, anecdotes suck, but like my third year of co college, we had an offensive well, coordinator. It's from your third year of college, I'm excited. Who, who was brilliant and who, in one season working for us, took us from one and nine to six and five, got a head coaching job. The next guy they brought in as the offensive coordinator said he was going to keep everything, quote, the same. And the problem with that is that that is not your language. The bullets firing on Sunday, and you're trying to speak another language, another, another coach's defense is your other language. Things get, your, your intuition isn't as good, right? And so that's why, like, these knockoff coaches, like, almost never work. All right, that was guess the win totals. Um, let me let's recap here because I think we did a poor job of recapping these um, the last time. So, Cardinals, um, I think it'll be nine. You think, or you think it should be eight? Were you saying it, you think it should be eight, or you think it will be eight? Uh, I think it will be eight. Okay, so I said nine. Uh, I think it will be nine, but I would say I would make it eight. You said eight. Um, Rams, I have nine and a half. You have ten. Niners, we both have it eight and a half. Seahawks, I had it ten. You have it nine and a half. We're pretty much directionally on the same uh, page with where we yeah. bet them. All right, it's time. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna read mean tweets. Zach Tantillo has um, has dumped like a million in here. This is gonna be this is gonna be something. Um, but first, I want to talk about the most controversial pick in this draft because I did not expect it to be the case, and it was as. Um, so often happens. We had the Atlanta Falcons at four standing pat and taking the best wide receiver in the draft and the best wide receiver out of the last two drafts, Jamar Chase. And people are up in arms. They hate it. They hate, they it. hate the idea of Jamar Chase, Calvin Ridley, and Julio Jones. They hate it. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know why Julio Jones always leads the NFL in yards per route run? Because he doesn't. Because he doesn't play that many plays. Because the guy looks geriatric out there when he's asked to catch a ball and take a hit. He's a Hall of Fame wide receiver. He he also didn't play most of the like seven of the games last year. But even when he plays, and then the other thing, last time I checked, the Falcons are beneath the salary. They're above the salary cap by like what fifty million. Like they, they and there's nobody on their roster that they can. They can't cut Dante Fowler. They can't. It doesn't make. Are they going to sign Calvin Ridley to a big deal? Jake Matthews, you made a great point. Jake Matthews is their left tackle. So you want them to sit there and draft a right tackle? Yeah, let's draft a right tackle. That's how, that's how we – you have one – I'm going to quote a famous philosopher. You have one shot, one opportunity. He's a great philosopher. Okay? With Arthur Smith and this offense, with Matt Ryan, one shot, one opportunity. Are you going to – Absolutely, actually give it a try or are you going to pussyfoot your way around make a bunch of excuses and then th burn the whole thing to the ground go get a guy that can actually make a difference have one of the best offenses in the NFL try to compete with the Bucks, and put your balls on the table Julio hasn't played over 900 snaps since 2015 alright like I, I, I it's also not freaking illegal to have three wide receivers it's <laughs> just not why did the Chiefs lose the Super Bowl? Because they don't have a third wide. In out fact, the Super Bowl up champion Buccaneers had three number one wide Actually, receivers. Actually, I mean, look, it's not also not illegal to have like a guy like look. Twenty nine of the NFL teams are are depending upon a fucking player like Scotty Miller to be there every down three. And you know what Tampa Bay is doing? When Antonio Brown's hurt, Scotty Miller steps in and is their three and surprises everybody. 
Here's the other point I would make is, okay, so say you want to extend Ridley. Tyler Johnson too, by the way. By the time that Jamar Chase is up for his contract, you know who's not running routes in a Falcons uniform? Julio, Julio Jones. Jones. I mean, like Julio you have Jones to the same age as AJ Green, you and have, AJ Green died last year. You have to prepare for the future, and if the future in the NFL, let me, I'm going to take a wild stab at this, is probably being a good passing team. You're going to need wide receivers. You are not going to pick in a position to get wide receiver one again. Unless you fail miserably. Now, I'm assuming with Arthur Smith, you won't be doing that. So how could you sit there with an opportunity to grab this guy and not grab him? I actually think nothing gives me more satisfaction than doing something and having everyone and every fan think it's wrong. That tells me By it's the right. way, the Titans drafted a, a tackle in the first round last year. It he did He played one play. Yeah, it helped them a lot. And, and Arthur Smith did fine. That team did fine offensively. Okay. Let's read some some tweets here. Um, Zach like vomited into our Slack yeah, chat. Yeah. I have no idea how we're gonna. Make Honestly, it through this. this mock has to be a fucking meme. Ruongo, Ooh. 1997. How would, how would that even work? I don't know. Um, did they really mock Tua already going to Texans in a Watson trade? Then Tua gets traded to the Pats. Must be fun to write sports fan fiction for a living. I thought that was the best part of the entire mock. Was yeah. Um, you're welcome. Yeah. I did. I do think it's fun. Wow, this is a really dumb mock exclamation point. Thank you very little exclamation point. Patrol Masters, this was on YouTube. Uh, this is a nice one, actually. George and Eric, greater than Austin and Mike. Yeah, I, I spelled Johannes wrong, but it, it's Johannice S on YouTube. Austin and Mike are fantastic. Yeah, yeah. So that, I, I don't even want to hear about this bullshit. Their draft. That actually is, is the like the podcast. worst comment of these guys. Yes. Um, Mock was so ass. LOL. Steelers taking a wide receiver. There, okay. there are the people got really pissed at the Bridgewater's. But I'd rather have Bridgewater than Roethlisberger take. People got pissed. Yeah, maybe they should go watch some. Roethlisberger was cheeks last year. I, I thought we won this battle. People have not learned. Yeah, it's like the same people. Yeah. Look, here's what happened. I told everyone the Steelers were overrated. Everyone got, got their pitchforks. Turned out the Steelers were massively overrated. But he threw but, for 500 yards in that playoff game where they got their yes, ass But here's what's, here's what's really emboldening. A month and a half of not being wrong. And all of a sudden, you're back at it. And these yeah, people are yeah, yeah. back at it. I kind of like this one from Roy Weinstein, probably Harvey's uh, brother. Brother, yeah. Total st PFF, PFF, PFF George, PFF Eric. Total stupidity. There are people in institutions who could have a better mock draft on medication with a Ouija board. A Ouija board. A Ouija board. Are you serious? I don't know how to spell Ouija. Zach's going to make fun of me here. <laughs> what? You read You read the tweet, had no idea. Yeah. Now, I, I, you I, got, you've, you've been owned. Um, this draft is absolutely awful. One of the worst teams in the league trading out of the number two pick and taking on CMC's contract. Go home, PFF. You're drunk. I was not drunk when we thought of this trade. And if you don't think it's a possibility that a team overvalues Christian McCaffrey and trades for him, I don't know. PFF College, PFF, please, football gods, don't send Waddle to Detroit. Have mercy. Didn't you see that kid gutting it out during the natty? The natty? Natty? Two T's in nat Natty, I would say. So he spelled it wrong. He just wants a chance. Four exclamation points. Five exclamation points. Please don't do this to him. More exclamation points. I am prepared to sacrifice a goat or sheep or whatever if you will just reconsider. 
Um, somebody uh, fi- with fire, whoever wrote this. Yeah, from uh, that's a good one. Go dog thirty two. Um, another another person uh, who day and Z comments already delivering the salt as expected. Love your work, George and Eric. Look, that person knows what they're talking about. Yeah, the burner. hashtag Black Lives Matter. They figured it out. Thank you. Appreciate you. You got to get this person a free subscription if they don't already have one. That's the benefit of writing nice comments on our work. You get free subscriptions out of it. It's yeah, it's not uh, it's not hard. Like so, I've never read the word Ouija before. Okay, do you know what a Ouija board is? You do know what a Ouija board is, right? I mean, I've heard of one. So, do you know what it is? I I actually don't actually. All right, I'm. We're gonna go to Wikipedia right here. The Ouija board, also known as a spirit board or talking board, is a flat board marked with the letters of the alphabet, the numbers 0 through 9, the words yes, no, occasionally hello and goodbye, along with various symbols and graphics. It uses a planchette, a small heart-shaped piece of wood or plastic, as a movable indicator to spell out messages during a seance. Participants place their fingers on the planchette, and it is moved about the board to spell out words. Ouija is a trademark of Hasbro, but it's often used generically to refer to the talking board. Spiritualists in the United States believe that the dead were able to contact the living and reportedly reportedly use a talking board very similar to a modern Ouija board at their camps in the U.S. state of Ohio in 1886 to ostensibly enable faster communication with spirits. So we're actually in the homeland of the Ouija board, and you didn't even know what it was. No. Um, and it'll allow us to talk um, to to spirits. dead spirits, yeah. which is nice. That means we can use it to communicate. It's interesting. Despite, we can use it to communicate with so Drew Brees' question. arm. Did you know what a Ouija you board? You fucking ruined my joke. God damn it. <laughs> Sorry. Did you know? <laughs> so here's a question. Given your spiritual upbringing, did you know what a Ouija board was growing up? I feel like, yeah. I, feel like I was taught a certain subsection of all of that and not not I knew, not anything else. I knew what a Ouija board was. Okay. Who's the person? Okay, let me ask you this. This will close out our podcast. You have a Ouija board. Let's say it works. You get to contact a spirit. The spirit of someone who's died. Who is it? I got to make a joke. Like Mitch McConnell. No, I'm, you I'm just kidding. You I'm can't. trying to find somebody. I I didn't have one off the top of my head that was great. That somebody Mitch who's McConnell. living, who's Mitch McConnell who, who is dead. Good. You know, yeah, yeah. more or less. I dead. see. I thought Drew Brees was a good one. But. Drew Brees is a great one. Um, Big Ben. That's what I'm talking. That's okay. Seriously, if I had a Ouija though. board. Oh, seriously. seriously. Uh, my favorite mathematician is is Laplace. So I would I would want to talk to him. Yeah, a little transform transformation. Well, Laplace did all these. Laplace was. Uh, instrumental in a lot of Bayesian statistics, even mm-hmm. though it was named after Sir Reverend. Did, did Reverend Bayes have a Ouija board? You think Bayes would be a fun one to talk to? Yeah. Uh, who would I talk to? Oh man. Um, this is gonna sound super corny, but uh, I'm a huge Kobe fan. Well, yeah, that that's one that people. I'd love to say you took up. the Kobe news last year. Understandably, but very bad. And then, and then they tried to almost take your other favorite athlete from you just like a week ago. I know. Like I was, I was, I didn't Tiger even know whether to talk Kobe. to you or not that day because I was like, man. And they were, they, dude. This is the other thing. I'm pro media, hundred percent, hundred percent pro media, right? I love me. I, I think 
I think they I think they're maligned for almost no reason. Most people are trying to do their jobs really well. They made it sound like Tiger was dead. Oh, dude. <laughs> like it was they there was like a... it was it was incredible. <laughs> They might as well. I thought they were going to bring like a cast. I thought they were going to start following hearses around <laughs> Los they, Angeles. They tried. Like, is this tiger? Is this yeah, tiger? Yeah, they they were they were like, they were just they're like slow news day. I mean, like our president doesn't come out of the White okay. House very often. Like we got to fill twenty four hours up, and they thought they saw an opportunity, and they were ready to pounce, and it just wasn't to be. I do want to say one thing about that. So the news breaks on Twitter, and. I'm try- I want live coverage of it at the moment. Do you know where I had to go to get live coverage of the, the crash in the moment? CNN? CNN. Yeah. Well, because is- our, our sports people, our, our, our athletes are, are celebrities now, I, But I get that. But how the hell? ESPN has 45 channels, $8 million poured into their app. They can't cover the news live? How is CNN more ready to do that than because ESPN. because be, well we're getting in, into the weeds here but i think espn's business model is very much away from the talk shows now and towards live sports so i don't know if they i don't know if they, they feel that that's their like thing anymore well they they i mean they, it once they got back so it took them an hour and a half and then for an after they got back to sports center it was all they talked yeah, yeah, about yeah. for the next nine hours right my point was they weren't ready Early to react to it yeah, when it happened, they weren't ready but to react. Never, they, they, I mean, breaking news is not like I would say, especially after COVID. Like they're more geared up for live sports than they are for breaking news. Slash, what you're saying is they didn't have anyone on site, right? Which I could see if it happened in Ohio. They have a fucking campus in Los <laughs> Angeles. This happened in Palos Verdes. I thought I, you were gonna say Palazzolo. By the way, there's somebody named Palazzolo that owns the building that has my like like Steve's grand like Steve's like uncle like this gone Guillermo off the rails. Palazzolo or something owns one of those buildings. This was fun. This this was fun. It went off the rails a few times, but that's of course how the Ouija board. Lived. I will tease the next episode on Sunday night. We may potentially have a phenomenal guest to talk about quarterbacks and the draft. It could be could be phenomenal. We love you guys. Thanks for hanging out. See y'all.